0: Amen. Okay, Matthew 27, verse 46. Matthew 27, verse 46. In about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is to say, My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me? Why hast Thou forsaken me? When you wonder why, sometimes it's the title of today's message, when you wonder why, my God, that's the only time we, Jesus asks why. Why? Why have you forsaken me? That word forsake in there is a very deep word. It means complete and utter abandonment. It's not like you see in the movies in the old westerns. You know, how many like old westerns? Some of you like old westerns? Yeah, I, come on, I do. Okay, so, so you get the old western, you know, and you get the, guys out in, the guys out in the desert and He's trying to make his way, and his nemesis comes by and sees him and says, well, at least I'll give you a canteen of water. You walk the way back. It's 25 miles to Laramie, you know. So they give him a canteen and say, make your way through the desert, you make it. He gallops off and he goes on his, on his way. So the, at least the guy has a little bit of a chance, right? 25 miles with a canteen of water. So, but Jesus, when he was on there, he's completely forsaken. There was no getting off that cross. His love kept him there. Anyway, he was completely forsaken, having taken on the sins, of all the sins of, of mankind, those that were, those that was, that, those that, that were going to be. He took them on himself. And he said, why? Why has you forsaken me? you ever feel like that going through a troubled time? If you ask the question, why? Why? Uh, a while back, I was with some friends. We went to a cabin up in, I forget what county, the other side of Ti- Ti- Tioga County, somewhere near there. And uh, we had a great time. We went to a local festival. It's about a year ago. We went to a local festival. We uh, were shooting handguns at targets and, and uh, c- talking around the campfire and doing those type of things that are fun, that are enjoyable, that men like to do. Maybe the ladies like to do, too. And uh, it, it was a good time, good fellowship, uh, good food. The laughter was needed. The good food was appreciated. But alas, last, it had to come to an end. It had to come to an end. This gave me pause to ponder a little bit. I had such a great time. I I later was thinking about, why do we have trouble in life? Why? The preacher Vance Havner, the old-time country preacher, said years ago, It's nice to visit Disneyland, but we cannot live there. The Christian life is not a vacation, but a vocation. Not a picnic, but a pilgrimage. Its mountaintop experiences can flatten out and dropped from the majestic to the monotonous, and even to the miserable. Even our Lord said, "Now is my soul troubled." You know, trouble. Why? Job experienced trouble, and it longingly searched, he longingly searched for an answer. Turn to Job twenty-three. Just the four psalms. Job twenty-three. We're going to skip around here just a little bit. Verse 3. All that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to a seat. Verse 8. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. And then we see here in verse 17, because I was not cut off before the darkness, neither have he covered the darkness from my face. This guy thought he was abandoned. Notice verse 10. He says, verse 10, but he knows the way that I take and when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So Job had these questions about the things he had gone through. Jeremiah, Jeremiah fifteen eighteen, asked, why has my pain been perpetual and my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Why? Why? Moses in Numbers 11 and 11 said to God, why have you dealt ill with your servant? Why? The psalmist in Psalm 10 verse 1 O Lord, why do you stand far away? Can you feel the pain of these folks? The abandonment, the forsake, they feel forsake, forsaken? Habakkuk Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 3. He says, why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? The disciples basically asked, why was this man born blind? Did his dad sin? I mean, did he sin? Did did his parents sin? Why? 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 Why all this grief? Jesus said in John 1633, turn there to John 1633. John 1633. Will somebody read it nice and loud for we can follow along? John 1633. You have it? Will you read it? Okay, Janine. These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you, tribu- you will have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Wow! So we can have we can have peace in the midst of it all. He says straight out. He declares. He makes a statement that we will have trials in this life. We're going to have tribulation in this life. But then he says, "Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He has overcome." And, then, and, then, and he says there, in the beginning of it, that in me you might have peace. See, if we have all this stuff happening around us, and, and maybe we feel like to us, but he says you can have peace in the midst of it. You ever have a, when you're at work, most of us are not working anymore here, but when you were at work, do you ever have a nemesis? Somebody that seemed like he was always grouchy and picking on you and making life hard for you? You ever had that experience? I have. More than once, more than once that, that's happened to me. And I go, well, "Why? You led me to this place to work. I'm sure you had me there for a purpose. But why do I have to put up with this nonsense? You know, type of thing. Why?" Uh, Peter said in First Peter four twelve. Somebody turn to First Peter. Just turn. To, let's do it. Turn to First Peter four, verse twelve. First Peter four, verse twelve. What does it say? Somebody else read that. Danny, do you have it? One Peter four, verse twelve. fiery trials come you. Wow, it's not strange. Fire trials are not strange to believers. Difficult trials are not difficult. And man, in general, is born in the um, is born in the the tr- trouble as the sparks fly upward. I believe that was Job who said that. Man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Job 5 verse 7. Trouble. Jesus promised it. We see it all the time from the beginning that we know about. And we see trouble now. And we have a temptation. We, we, or It's not really a temptation. Sometimes we have a reason to ask why. Why? But it's how we face things. But, you know, what did our Lord cry? He cried out, my God, why? Why hast thou forsaken me? And then later he says something else. Three words. It is what? Finished. It is finished. It's over. And it was finished. But it awaits final fulfillment. We see not yet all things put under him, but we see Jesus. All things have not been put under his feet yet, but we see Jesus. He's active. He's alive. He's not mute and motionless. He's alive and he's active today. He's active through his word and through his spirit, through his people. Why did he ask why? It's so that we do not have to ask why. We don't need to ask, my God, why. Because all my whys whys were taken care of in the only record of time that Jesus asked why. He asked it that I may not need to ask it. He was forsaken, that I may never be forsaken. He was forsaken for a moment, that I may never be forsaken for any moment. He said, I will never leave you, or what? Forsake you. I, He's there all the time. You ever hear that old song years ago, he was there all the time? He was there all the time. You know, he's there, he's here. In Sunday school class, we talked about Uh, uh, the temple where uh, Jehovah Shammah, the God is there. He's always there. He's here. He's here. When I was a little guy, I remember, it's so funny how you have memories, you still have memories from childhood, even when, when you were younger or smaller? I still have this memory. I was in the car with my aunt, and my cousin, who was like a tot at the time, just talking and starting to ask those inquisitive questions. You know what the question was? She was asking at the time in the car. We're on our way to the grocery store, I think it was, and, Mama, where are we going? We're going to the grocery store. Why, Mama? So we can get food to eat. Why? So we can live. Why, Mama? (laughs) The whole conversation, you know, it's like, why? And finally, I remember my She wasn't upset, but she's kind of like, uh, well, she was upset. She's kind of like, oh, never mind. Just stop. You know, be quiet for a while, you know. Why, 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 why? I don't always know the answer to the question why. Sometimes we get an answer. But I don't always know the, the answer to the question why. There are so many things which puzzle us and cause us to ask that question. You know, it's ridiculous to to arrive at final conclusions before we reach the end of the book. We know that God is up to something. God is up to something. We know it. He's up to something. All the things we hear about, the most thing that we touched our heart right now, what uh, you mentioned, Denny, uh, about Israel. What's going on there? Hundreds of people killed, wounded, taken captive, taken away, and suffering. We can go all the theological reasons why and talk about Bible prophecy and everything else, but it makes us sometimes wonder why? Why does it have to be this way? What does Romans 8.28 say? To those to those who love God and to those who are what? Called according to His purposes, right? According to His purpose we know not that, not that everything's good, but everything can work together for good. God is accomplishing His plans in you and through you. Now, you can either do it the hard way or you can do it His way. And it still might be a hard way, but at least you know you're with Him and you're walking beside Him. Uh, you see a new building, you see a new building going up, and there's always a lot of rubbish, right? Broken pieces and debris clutter the scene. But when the building is completed, the trash is carted away and the new edifice stands clean and complete. God's construction job is not finished and we grow weary of the broken fragments. But we have not seen the end of it. And he who has begun a good work in us has promised to do what? To complete it and to dispose of all the rubbish, to get rid of it all. Do you believe him? Do you trust him to do that? Do we? As a little boy, I enjoy watching my dad make bread and rolls. He was about 16 years old. He worked at a bakery. He learned how to do that. He took it with him through his adult life. And I, he'd make these bread and rolls, homemade, in the old-fashioned way, you know, with the uh, the yeast and the flour and, and the... Uh, baking soda, whatever else ingredients he put in there. And then he'd put it all together and he'd get the dough going. And then he'd warm it up a bit and what just happens? It rises, right? And then he pushes it down. Pushes it down. Then it rises back up again. It's a process. It takes a while. You ever make homemade bread like that? It takes a while, doesn't it? It takes time. And and he pushed it down. But we were so excited because we knew that all those ingredients by themselves were not very appetizing. I mean, Who wants to eat flour or baking powder, right? Who would want to eat yeast? But when God has completed the recipe and puts it through the baking, we have Romans 8.28 bread. Romans 8.28. And the taste is good, even though all the ingredients at one time would make us weep. Or even make us disgusted. You never need to ask why. Why? because God, through Christ's death, resurrection, and our eternal future, will bring it all together. When before the throne we stand in him complete, all the riddles that puzzle us, all those riddles that puzzle us here, will fall into place, and we shall know in fulfillment what we now believe in faith, that all things work together for good and according to his eternal purposes. God's purpose will win. Say those four words with me. God's purposes will win. God makes some things happen, and he lets some things happen, but nothing ever just happens. The day will come when no longer will we cry, My God, why? All question marks will be straightened into exclamation points. Sorrow will change to singing, and all pain will be lost to praise. And I'm looking forward to that day, aren't you? When every tear shall be wiped away from our eyes, and we shall be with the Lord Jesus Christ. But until then, persevere. God will always, always make a way. His Word says it. The testimony of the Bible, of the saints of the Bible says it. Our own experience says it. And the experience of the saints that we know says it. God will make a way for us. Persevere. We have to go through those trials. We have to go through those things that make us ask questions. We, we have to. But we've got to keep Him before us, in front of us all the time. Because if God is for us, there's nobody that can be against us. We'll make it through the trials. And if we really took time to do it right now, you look through the, the uh, stages and the, the phases of life, and you could testify but that is true, and we become better people because of it. Romans eight twenty eight Bread. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, because your word is true, that your son went up there and took on our pain, our sin misery, our iniquity, and he took it upon himself, and he paid the debt, he paid the sin debt for us. He was forsaken for all that time so that we may never feel abandoned or forsaken. Help us, Lord, to believe you, to trust you, and remember that we're redeemed, and we love to proclaim it, and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen.